Welcome to Coaching Kids Curling, a podcast for youth curling coaches and program organizers. I'm Glenn Gabriel, a certified curling coach who lives in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. I want to give you the advice, resources, and inspiration you need to make your program better. In this week's episode, I'll tell you about some of the books I have on my coaching bookshelf. After you've been coaching for a while, you end up with a lot of coaching material. Course binders, special equipment, DVDs, novelty items, and knickknacks. Those are just some of the items in my coaching storage box. But I also have a bookshelf that holds my collection of coaching and curling books. I'd like to tell you about some of those books and why they're significant to me. The book that most influenced my coaching philosophy is The Double Goal Coach, written in 2003 by Jim Thompson, founder of the Positive Coaching Alliance. I discussed the book in episode 12, titled How an Elm Tree Became Our Symbol. The book taught me that coaches should have two goals, one, winning, and two, teaching life lessons. It was an eye-opener to a kid who was raised playing sports in the 80s and 90s. The Joy of Curling was written in 1990 by Ed Lukowicz, Igel Ramsfell, and Bud Somerville, three famous curlers. It's a beautiful book detailing the history and development of curling with more than 175 photos. I got it as a gift from a former co-worker who is a longtime competitive curler in Ontario. Ken Watson on Curling, written in 1950, was arguably the first popular curling instruction book. Even though a lot of it is out of date, it's still worth reading for the stories he tells and the strong opinions he holds. And once in a while, he'll give you a coaching gem. For example, when you're crouched in the hack in the stance position, I tell new curlers to sit on your right heel, just like Ken Watson did. I also have a paperback called Curling with Ken Watson on my shelf as well. Smart Curling, written in 2008 by Vera Pezer, was a gift from my mother-in-law. She passed away in 2015, but I'll never forget her thoughtfulness to buy me a curling book. I've got Curling for Dummies, the 2001 version, on my shelf. It's a good all-around resource for the history of curling and learning how to curl. Bob Weeks updated the book in 2020, but I haven't had a chance to read the updated version yet. Mindset, written by Carol Dweck in 2006, is an influential book in coaching. It pioneered the idea of a fixed versus a growth mindset, terms that are ubiquitous to sports coaches today. Igniting the Third Factor, a 2008 book by Dr. Peter Jensen, was one of the first coaching books that I ever read. I heard him speak at a conference, and I was persuaded to buy it. The one thing I learned is that coaches don't speak like normal people. We craft our words and our sentences carefully, and we're not supposed to talk like a friend to our athletes. Fit to Curl, a 2009 book by John Morris and Dean Gemmel, was the first fitness training book written specifically for curlers. I don't think it's in print anymore, 
but it's available in a digital version. Peak Performance for Smart Kids, written in 2008 by Maureen Nyhart, was the answer to a question I asked a mental training expert at a coaching conference. What book would be appropriate for a coach who worked with kids? The book is well laid out, with each chapter tackling a different area of mental training. I've personally used breathing techniques to reduce the stress level of one of my competitive curlers. I'm a sucker for educational books, specifically on teaching and pedagogy. The End of Molasses Classes is a 2011 book by Ron Clark. It's the story of a teacher who builds his own school in Atlanta, Georgia. In retelling his journey, he also shares 101 tips for teachers, parents, school staff, and administrators. Doug Lamoff wrote the books Teach Like a Champion 2.0, written in 2015, and Practice Perfect, written in 2012. If you're looking for practical teaching tips and advice, you'll find dozens of teaching strategies in both those books that are applicable to any sports coach. At the end of the curling season, my Little Rocks program has an awards ceremony. There are two books that I've given away the most to my winners. One is Curling Secrets by Canadian Curling Hall of Famer Colleen Jones. Written in 2007, Curling Secrets is a short, easy-to-read paperback book that covers all the skills and strategy and is still relevant today. Curling, written in 2013 by Claire Thropp, is a book that's suited to Little Rocks, ages 7 to 9. It's 48 pages, and it's in glossy color. The last curling book I'll mention is Curl to Win by Russ Howard. Written in 2009, it's like many other curling books. It goes over all the skills and strategy, and it's still readable even if you're new to the game. What sets it apart is Russ Howard's point of view. For example, when the book was written, the no-lift delivery was the standard way we taught newcomers how to throw a rock. It still is the standard. However, Howard insists that there are still advantages to a lift delivery, and even includes a section called to lift or not to lift to make his point. There's also an excellent strategy section that includes 20 different scenarios. Russ has a unique way of analyzing each situation, and it definitely opened my eyes to the different possibilities. One more book on my shelf is arguably my favorite. It's called Winning Through Intimidation. Written in 1973, everything about the book, the cover, the art, the font, and even the smell of it, transports you back to the self-help era of the 1970s. But don't let the title scare you. The author, Robert Ringer, tells the story of how he became rich in the field of commercial real estate. But, unlike a lot of other get-rich-quick authors, he's not afraid to share his mistakes. In fact, his philosophy is what attracted me to the book in the first place. In a nutshell, he says, Reality isn't the way you wish things to be, nor the way they appear to be, but the way they actually are. Once he accepts reality the way it is, he starts to achieve success. In the book, he even illustrates himself as a turtle, slow to learn, but making steady progress. 
That's how I see myself, too. So there you have it. A tour of my bookshelf. What books do you have on your coaching bookshelf? Feel free to send me a book suggestion, or even a review, to coachingkidscurling at gmail.com. Speaking of suggestions, I need your help for a new segment I want to create for this podcast. I'd like to create a monthly question and answer segment where I answer questions submitted by you, the listeners. So I need your help. Please send your questions to coachingkidscurling at gmail.com. I'll collect all your questions and answer them in an upcoming episode. And if I don't know the answer, I'll try to find someone who does. This has been the Coaching Kids Curling Podcast. To reach me, Coach Glenn, please email coachingkidscurling at gmail.com. To subscribe to our podcast for free, visit our website at coachingkidscurling.com. You can also find show notes and links to the resources mentioned in this episode and in previous episodes. The intro and outro music was Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good curling.